and welcome to another episode of Worldwide Wonderful Women. I am your host, Paula Harris, and this podcast is for women who are all about learning how to live in God's divine power when yours is diminished. It is produced on behalf of Transformed Worldwide Ministries. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to episode number 344, entitled His Holy Spirit in You, Part 2. My name is Paula Harris again, and I am so happy and joyous to have Lindsay Harrell with me. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. Good. Now, if you didn't hear the podcast from last week, Part 1, please go back and listen to that podcast because Lindsay and I shared some facts about who the Holy Spirit is and why we need him. Well, today we're going to dive into some other things, but let me give you some scriptural background again or scriptural foundation. In John chapter 14, verses 15 to 18, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And then in John chapter 16, verses five to 11, it says, but now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you asked me, this is Jesus speaking, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, talking about the Holy Spirit, will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to thee in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Jesus knew that he was going to leave and that the disciples were going to be grieving. And so what he did was try to comfort them and letting them know that even though he was departing, that he was going to send the Holy Spirit. And so not only did he send the Holy Spirit to the disciples, but to each one of his children that received salvation through Jesus Christ. We are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. He is with us and he is in us. And you might say, well, how can Jesus say it's better for us? to have the Holy Spirit than for him to be here. Think about it. If Jesus was still walking here on earth in a physical body, he would be limited as to the location and being with all of us. But in his wisdom, he departed so that he could send the Holy Spirit, which he said it's going to be better for us because when the Holy Spirit is in us, dwelling and abiding in us, he's with all of us that are believers all at one time, no matter what location we are in. 
So God knows what he's talking about. He said, it's, it's for your good that I go and that I send him. And like Lindsay and I said last week, the Holy Spirit has a personhood. It's him, not it. Please, please, <laughs> yeah. oh please don't refer to him as it. He's not just some force or anything like that. He's spirit. And we're going to see even today who is able to have feelings of being quenched and of grieving. Lindsay, what is the difference when we think about the Holy Spirit between indwelling, baptism, and filling of the Holy Spirit? Yes, that's a very good question to ask um, Mrs. Harris. Indwelling, baptism, and filling of the Holy Spirit has to do with a few critical points. When thinking about the word indwelling, it has to do with the Holy Spirit coming in and making a residence in your spirit. In other words, making a home within you. If you think of it this way, once you accept Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, therefore the Holy Spirit comes and indwells inside of you. And that's where once you have accepted him, you have now become a temple. As it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 19 to 26, it says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Yes, indeed. Yes. But when thinking about the word baptism, that definitely has a different meaning. When you think of the word baptism, it has to do with uniting. Baptism is when you are being united, or in other words, joined to Christ. So therefore, it is like a spiritual baptism that takes place at salvation, where you are being united to Christ, and his body, or in other words, the believers of Christ. As it says in Romans 6, 3 to 4, or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also make new lives. That's what the word baptism means. When speaking about the filling of the Holy Spirit, what's important to think of is the word control. Filling of the Holy Spirit takes place when you yield your life to Christ. And when the spirit of God comes in and takes control of your life, therefore exercising God's power in and through us and producing good works. That's good, Lindsay. So basically, it's not so much how much of the Holy Spirit do you have. It is basically how much control are you yielding to the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. Yeah. And so a scripture that you can look at for that is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 to 20. Thank you, Lindsay. You're sharing with such a blessing. I really appreciate that. So, all right, we just covered the indwelling, baptism, and filling of the Holy Spirit. Lindsay did a great job on that. There are three other items I would like to explain in this podcast, and that is grieving, quenching, and blaspheme in the Holy Spirit. Now, Lindsay gave you an easy way to remember. She said, Indwelling, when you think about indwelling, think about residence. When you think about baptism, think about uniting. When you think about filling, think about control. Now, when you think about grieving, think about dying or death. 
This is when we live as though we're dead to Christ instead of being dead to our sin nature. We normally grieve when someone has died or left us, right? We grieve the Holy Spirit because it's as if we died to Christ or we left him. We act as if he doesn't count or he's not important or real in our lives. We sadden the Holy Spirit when we allow sin to control us instead of the Lord himself. And so death brings separation. We know that. Like the when the soul and the spirit departs from a person, they're dead. Well, when you think about grieving and you're thinking about a simple word to remember is death, it's talking about how you have walked in the sin and separated yourself as far as fellowship. You can never lose your salvation. You can never lose your salvation. We're not teaching that. But you can walk out of fellowship with the Lord. And if you have ever lost a loved one, you know the pain of grieving. And so we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And if you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 to 32, you'll see more about that. And then the next word is quenching. An easy way to remember quenching is to stop. All right. You quench a fire when you pour water on it. Well, we quench the Holy Spirit when we put out our inner fire or power that comes in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. So quenching takes place when we deliberately are disobedient to his inner promptings and instruction. It's when we deliberately resist the Holy Spirit and do what we want to do. <laughs> Just do what we please. So when he prompts us to do something and we say no, or we say not now, or we say maybe later, you have just quenched the Holy Spirit. And you can look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 22. And then the last word is blaspheme. A lot of people get this confused. What does it mean to blaspheme the Holy Spirit? Well, think of the word reject, to reject. So to blaspheme the Holy Spirit is to willfully reject the gospel message of Jesus Christ through the witness of the Holy Spirit. So it's when a person finally rejects God's grace, whereby their sin will never be forgiven. It is to remain unrepentant of our sins and to be in a continual state of unbelief now and into eternity when we die. So to blaspheme is to reject the message of forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can draw us to the person of Jesus Christ to receive salvation. So you don't want to reject him. You don't want to say, ah, maybe now or later, because what you're rejecting. So anytime, though, that you turn from your unbelief and rejection of the gospel and turn to Jesus in faith, you have turned from blaspheme in the Holy Spirit. You can look at Matthew chapter 12, verses 31 to 32. So blaspheme is not talking bad about the Holy Spirit. It's rejecting his leading into salvation. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you have not received Jesus in regards to his redemptive work and salvation, please go to our website given at the end of the podcast and go to our homepage where you can see how to receive new life in Jesus. Well, Lindsay, do you have any closing comments or anything else you'd like to share? Um, no, I believe you said it all. Today, we shared six different terms in relationship to the Holy Spirit indwelling, baptism, and filling, and then grieving, quenching, and blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. 
So listen to this podcast again, and even the one from last week, if you need to do so, so that you will not just be a hearer, but doer of God's word. We are so thankful that you tuned into this podcast and trust that you'll do so each month. Remember, we're doing two podcasts a month for the first week and the second week of each month. So make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Matter of fact, go now and subscribe. (laughs) So if you have not read my book entitled His Holy Spirit, you can go to our website and get a copy of that as well, where we go into not only what Lindsay and I covered today, but a whole lot more is covered in that book. A lot more details are given. Again, Lindsay, I'm just so happy that you're here and that we were able to get the podcast done for the month of February and how God is using both of us. You're such a blessing. Thank you for you. You are even more of a blessing. So thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I wanted to close out again with the scripture that was a part of my calling, Zechariah chapter four, verse six. And it says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So it's not by our own strength, intellect, education, influence that we are able to do ministry or become Christ-like or do anything on his behalf. It's only by his spirit that we're able to get power to please the Lord and do his will. So, okay, join us again next month and smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening. To make sure you do not miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast. We want all to be able to live in God's divine power when theirs is diminished. Also, sign up for our monthly newsletter on our website, twmforjesus.org. Please do share our podcast with others. And Lord willing, we'll be together next month.